Raisin Man Arena. Welcome to the f- the first raisin themed podcast, uh, inspired by the the Raisin Man himself. Inspired by the Raisin Man himself. I can keep going, or I can wait for you guys. Uh, inspired we by the Raisin Man himself, <laughs> the very first raisin themed podcast. We're uh, going. We're coming live from Brooklyn, New York. From our respective apartments, me and Sam are in the same apartment. Sarah, I'm in my own apartment. Sarah Wilson, from her own apartment in Crown Heights. Can I say where we? It's technically I live in Weeksville, the historic that. neighborhood of Weeksville. Yeah, historic Weeksville. I hope. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to dox you. Um, and I will yeah, not be. Yeah, don't dox- say where we live. I will not be doxing me and Sam. And don't say where the Raisin Man lives either. <laughs> the Raisin Man's identity yeah. and location remains a secret. Yeah, I, I officially have, I think, like three dudes that follow me. On, I don't really have that many followers. Three guys that follow me on Instagram who I don't know in real life, but who watch all of my stories so dedicatedly that I stopped um, sharing information about where I live. Who are um, these guys? Put, <laughs> put, put their names something... on the stream. Put those <laughs> There's something up. about their avatar photos that just like give me a weird feeling. They're like cartoon <laughs> oh, no. characters or something. Yeah. Oh, Anime? No. Or uh, um, American style cartoons? Um... Let me look at the Google one that I'm thinking of. Or uh, French-style cartoons like Tan Tan Tan. Maybe French. <laughs> Babar. I've... Asterix et Obelix. And they, w- they pop into your DMs and stuff? Yeah, asking a little you bit. Where you live. I get a little bit of DMs. Of, they don't ask me where I live. They just tell me I'm so great I should be on TV and stuff like that. <laughs> but I'm like, hey. oh, <laughs> something freaky about that. It's just so obviously untrue. Do they watch the stream? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea if they're watching right now. You know, I honestly think you should be on TV if TV was a format where you could take single pictures of yourself and write text on it and post Mm. it whenever you wanted. Yeah. Carly saying claymation stills for the pictures of the guys. Good at that. Yeah. What what, what did you say, uh, Sarah? Why do I should be on TV if TV's like that because you think that I'm good at doing that or you're just Well, I think that that's the strength of your stories. You have good stories oh, and, totally. and generally they're just mm-hmm. still images. You write your thoughts and ideas. Yeah. That's exactly right. And you're so beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Thank I'm you. like one of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> in your uh. next in your next story you should show a picture of your bottom. <laughs> 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 That's freaky. I've never gotten a message like that. Um, Have you wow. ever, Sam? Uh, well, I show my bottom pretty readily. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody ever say, I'd like to see your bottom privately in my own private? Someone, some people have been like, send me, like, send me this photo without the text. And I'm like, what are you going to do with it? In my head, I thought that. But well, I'm also thinking, loud, like, even no. if, like, what could be the most perverse thing? If they're horny at it, they don't, what's the, removing the text going to do to their jacking yes. off to it? Can I, I say don't that know. on well, the stream? I think so. Oh. Can we say that on the stream? Because oh, of censored. Twitch. Sarah, is it cool with you if I say jacking off on the stream? Jacking off? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's cool with me. Sam, can I get your confirmation that it's okay to say jacking off on the stream? Confirmed it's cool. Maybe not as many infinite times. But yeah, you get one or two. Felipe, or two, so. I'm putting in a request for Felipe or whether I can say jacking off on the stream. Request request approved. So if you guys oh, want to be... You're right. 
I think there is there should be a limit number of times that I can say jacking off. Where does Twitch fall down on this? I can look through the terms of service, but that would probably take up a lot of time. And um, <laughs> That's true. I'm not sure it'll be fruitful. No, I don't think it will be fruitful. But R-rated movies, you can only say fuck once. And famously, at least famously in my head, by which I mean it's a thing I remember, um, in the movie Accepted with um, Justin Long, also famously Mac from the PC Mac ads, uh, in that movie, they say fuck once, and then at the very end, Lewis Black says fuck, and they bleep it out. First time I ever saw bleep in a movie. Whoa. Wow. I don't think I've ever seen a bleep in a movie. Yeah, me neither. Uh, except if, if it was a joke, I guess. Maybe if it were a joke, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting told by Kyle that the, um, that the stream, that there's too many fonts? Hmm. Tech, too <laughs> many that before. Text and One font for spree, for, per stream, Felipe. <laughs> There's only, as far as I, I mean, there are a few fonts. There's, there is, it is a busy, and there, I also have a video of people doing a wheelies compilation. Um, damn, I wish you could see the videos I put up because they're really wild. Oh, I'm, I'm watching it. You're watching the stream? I'll pull yeah. it up. I'll pull it up. <laughs> I, so, yeah. Kyle's like, I'm getting, it seems like uh, some of the, Kyle's telling us some of the fonts are bad. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> they're riffing with each other in the uh, in the chat. I never know uh, how much to riff. Uh. I was told we should talk to the chat more, but it seems like Kyle was making a joke about another person. I can explain it. Um, uh, someone Alex says, uh, "You go ahead." Well, no press radio said syndrome where you can't jerk off with images with text. A riff to some part of what we said, and then Kyle says the different kinds, the different texts and fonts are too distracting. So now they're riffing. Ah, uh, about the Sam's Instagram and how you can or can't jerk off to it. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's... Wait, so yes. did you ever get to the bottom of it? Why did people ask you to take the text out of your um, out of your lewds? I think he wanted to post it to, like, an Instagram account he ran <laughs> that was, like, of hot boys or something like that. Yeah, that's very sick. You should have said, fuck you, very pay cool. me. Yeah. yeah. Here's my Venmo. Um, someone I know posted on Instagram their Instagram story and said, um... All of you that have ever jerked off to my pictures over the years, you owe $100 to Black Lives Matter related causes. Uh, so you should be donating immediately. And I was like, damn. <laughs> and the person I can't was imagine. busted. <laughs> <laughs> the, just the idea, yeah, posting something like that and being like, I know all you guys are jerking off to me. Like, I, I like to imagine, I like to imagine the like, um, the guy who, who did out of like a profound feeling of duty and guilt gave like hundreds of dollars, you know, like $200 <laughs> to black lives matter. And then they also jerked off to this girl's pictures. And when they see that story, they're like, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I should, I should get, donate more on top of what I already donated. <laughs> I did jerk off your pictures. I'm sorry, ma'am. I mean, I'll, I'll donate now. Uh, Does this cover it? Yeah. <laughs> Felipe, do you know who Belle Delphine is? Oh, do I know who Belle Delphine is? Yeah, big, yeah I'm right? a big Sam fan. Doesn't know who she is. I'm a big who fan of she? hers, dude. She's That's... that. She's that pink-haired um... elf girl, e girl. <sighs> mm, maybe I can. Know. Maybe I can bring up a video of Belle Delphine. She did a. Yeah, bring. She did this video. She did like a little rap. Um, where she she oh she did that video that was like. Where she's wearing a little, um, like, rabbit tail, and she's like, maybe you can stuff me, woof me. Do you, you remember that? <laughs> Come on, dude. Dude, you, we absolutely saw this. Dude. We absolutely watched yeah. this. I just felt, I was, felt like such an idiot. I was, we, me and Sam walked to Liz's house the other day, and I 
She has a little gecko she's watching. And I was like, oh, I'm thinking about getting a hamster because Belle Delphine has a hamster. And Sam and Liz had no idea who she was. And to, like, to describe who she was, I was like, this is makes me sound stupid, but you guys are stupid. She's a huge part of popular culture and incredibly important. Big time. Wait, Sam, do you recognize yeah. this lady? She looks like a lady I follow on TikTok, but I can't tell because a Can lot of their um, their makeup makes them all look the same. Oh, okay. Harley, that's exactly right. She's the bath. She's bath the gamer water, bathwater gamer girl. girl. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I know that event. I'm gonna play the video because I th I I think it's funny. It's a short little TikTok. Okay, I know this is a really bad idea, but I'm already here, so I'm watching the stream now. You're watching the stream. Fucking go. Do we get to talk while that's Oh god, it's just sort of proves what we say we're saying earlier when Felipe wasn't in the room that if he's not around, we don't talk and we don't have to see each other. What were you going to say about her, Sarah? Uh, I just wanted to make sure that Felipe knew who that was because I've watched all of her videos and I look up her shit all the time and I think it's awesome. And I just thought I thought everybody knew about who this person was and that it was even sort of super level one of me to be looking at like this e-girl like softcore porn when I could be looking at way like more uh, level five, like eccentric fringe stuff that I don't know about. No, she's. <laughs> She's like genuinely a weirdo. Um, she recently but came out with it. What? In the e girl universe, she's like the ground floor of e girl. Life. I mean, only because she's really famous, but she's bizarre still. Like, she's very famous, so in that, but she's not basic by any means, I'd say. Hmm. Right? I guess, I guess not. She is weird, and like her videos are tricks a lot of times and scams. She says she's going to put stuff on Pornhub and then it's just a joke, or like. Uh, it's a performance art thing. It's not just like pure sex stuff. Uh, so I guess in that way, she's kind of weird. Me and Sam. And she, yeah. she wears two sets of ears. She wears the elf ears and the cat ears on at once. So that's kind of weird. She um she just came out with a video where she's like, I'm back. And it's like the worst rap, but it has a kind of, you know, like naive. I don't know if I should play this. It's like it's like on the edge of like a little too lewd for my tastes, to be honest. Yeah, I've probably watched it four or five times. I think it's pretty good, but I, I don't think we no, need to no, watch it. No, no, I can agree. Look it up. I was transfixed when I saw it. I thought it was yeah. incredible. <laughs> but as what, I listened what, more, I was like, this song is not really good. What draws the line between what's what? When does it become too lewd? I don't know. She's like jiggling her buttons I, I mean it's fine but i don't know for the stream it just feels like there's not be part of our yeah. uh okay okay oh, i thought i meant too lewd for your own taste <laughs> oh no oh. trust oh, me no. sam she's not too lewd for my own taste no. <laughs> trust me sam she's 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 right on the money <laughs> <laughs> if, if, there, if she did anything wrong is that her ears weren't pointy enough <laughs> Yeah, I think I'll. I have. Me and Sam always talk about that um, anime m movement. Like now, there's a whole, um, there's like a whole genre of TikTok of people moving like anime characters. Do you know this? Uh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like cosplay stuff. 
Yeah, well, right. People are cosplaying, but they've they've learned how to do these movements that you only do in anime, and they're actually uh, like they're it's like this beautiful physical theater. Like they're they're like skilled mm-hmm. mimes because they the way they move like mirrors the way the animation like the ease in and ease out of animation, and they kind of like. I don't know. They just have all the expressions. It's cringe, but it's really uh, masterful. I have seen that, and it is cool, and it's kind of addicting to watch them do that. Even not even knowing the games that they or like cartoons, anime that they're mimicking. To me, I'm like, I know that they're nailing whatever it is that they're doing, yeah. and so I like seeing that mastery. Do you yeah. think in like fifty years that will be like acting in movies? In fifty years, that will be our kabuki theater. We will we will excavate from the ruins of the corona. The, the cor- that will be at the Lincoln Center. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bam, bam. The Brooklyn Academy of Music is going to be putting on those. Yeah, that's funny. My roommate is an actor, and he really cares about what's going to happen to the American theater, you know, after coronavirus. And he's been coming up with these theories with uh, Emma Orm, who's his girlfriend, about how uh, it's going to be really radical new stuff because it has to speak to like this incredibly chaotic and difficult moment in American history. <laughs> people are really going to want to see things that are like weird and fucked up. And then he was talking to some like playwrights or people who are like deeper, more established in the industry who are like, no way. After this happens, it's just going to be like the most normal, the most mainstream, the most guaranteed to be popular, like Oklahoma style musicals like you've ever seen in your life. Because why uh, those theaters are going to need to make money quickly and they're going to want to do like guaranteed things. So. Yeah, mm. yeah, like exploration only happens when you have when you have like a lot of kind of economic leeway to um, yeah. experiment with stuff or nothing to lose. Yeah, but this is not the situation. Not even in Berlin will they do cool stuff. Peter, what are what's going to happen in Berlin? <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be putting on dude, when coronavirus is over, they're going to be putting on Hamilton in every theater in the world. <laughs> it's the- just going to be Hamilton. <laughs> There, but there's this one theater that does pretty freaky stuff, and it's they do Shakespeare, but it's like in contempt a contemporary moment, you know. Yes, yes, it'll be like po- it would, it'll be like everyone's wearing leather jackets, but it's Shakespeare. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that survives. Okay, can you ask Peter if that survives? Uh, yeah, I'll ask Peter if that survives. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Alex I, said, uh, what? You go. I was going to respond to people in the chat. There's stuff going on in the chat. Alex says, um, is uh, following people like Belle Delphine the same as like following like Kanye West, like celebrities are supposed to unfollow? I think it's totally different because Belle makes us wonderful internet content that is like exactly what we want on TikTok and Instagram. So yes. Of course, we're going to follow her. Belle, Belle awakens our humanity. <laughs> Kanye squashes it. Exactly. What were you going to say? Um, just that, uh, you know, to get serious here for a little bit, but you know, when every time there's never like a clear connection between a historical moment and an artistic moment necessarily, you know, like with Trump, it was like, you know, people made fun of this, but there were people who were like, punk music is going to be so good when Trump is in power and, and kind of quite the opposite (laughs) happened. Like people's need for, um, like moral clarity made, you know, kind of, I don't know, I guess, yeah. I, I have I think this is this is kind of like a bogus debate that's that that takes place where people are like culture's bad now but but uh, you know there's not like a clear one to one relationship between like a historical moment you know and uh, yes and reaping like a massive uh, artistic harvest yeah on time 
Yeah, I'll say this about my own work. I'm working on my album that I'm going to release, and I'm stuck on not having an opening joke that is somehow related to coronavirus. Um, oh, I forgot you're doing this. I'm, yes, yes, I've mm. kind of paused it for obvious reasons because ha- of Black Lives Matter. Ha- have you drafted a number and all of them don't make the cut? None of them are funny. Yeah, I just can't think of anything because, like, if you've seen my stand-up before, it's all about hanging out with friends, and the opening joke that I've been using is about... um a friend asking you to hang out and meet their other friend that they think you're really going to like. And it's just like, seems sort of weird to do that joke when it's like not a scenario that anybody is in now, like at all. I have to acknowledge that in some way or start with something, but I still haven't thought of it. (laughs) Wait, 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 let's. So I got a video. I got a video in the chamber to show people. um, But let's uh, tell us the joke and then we'll workshop it. Do you want to do that? Does that sound like anything um, you would ever want to do? Even if it No, I would do that. I'm not sure if I really have a joke for this to workshop. Uh, look, my friend Eric Ma from college is here. Hey, Eric. Uh, Big shout out to Eric. Hey, Eric. What's That's like? a good idea. I hope someone from my college comes. <laughs> <laughs> What's Eric Ma like? Eric Ma, <laughs> he's a comedian. Uh, he talks extremely softly when he performs, which is kind of cool. Okay, that's all I needed to know. Okay, let's hear this joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't have a, a written joke about coronavirus. I have just like the attempt to think of something. Do you have uh, let me even, look at even my notes. if it's like a half-written idea, and then read it as if it was a joke? Yeah. Okay. Let me look through my notes and see what I got. Stand up is coming back. On Raisin Man Arena. So who's um, been horny in during COVID? Sam and when um when Sarah tells the joke, don't jump in to cut it. Just like let it let it hang in a <laughs> Just to have the honest reaction. Wait. Okay. okay. Um. So like, how long after the beat do you want me to start laughing or? If it, if okay, it... I'll tell it to you exactly as I have it. This isn't really written as a joke. It's a, This is the idea. Um, a co- this is a conversation between me and my roommate, Peter. Uh, he was saying that the revolution was not going to look like what I thought it was going to look like. And I was like, well, what do you think it's going to look like? And he was like, well, I think it might just sort of look like how things are already now. Um and I think that that's funny. I'll explain why I think that that's funny, because uh, that would be the opposite of what a revolution would be, obviously. Like, how would things looking like how they are now be what the thing is? Um, but that also seems very uh, relatable. And I think that, that maybe that's true. So I don't know. That's a, an idea that I had, if there's anything there. Yeah, I think that's good. Hmm. I think that's good. Yeah. I wouldn't exp- you know, I wouldn't explain the whole joke after I told it. I was sort of oh, yeah. like the punchline <laughs> thing, but... Uh... Felipe, can I come yeah. in with my laugh now? Please. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I like it. <laughs> I like it too. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> I think I think that what is true about that is that at every moment, you know, before Corona happened, I was like, ah, oh, there's no way that the world is about to change. And now the world is changing and it just looks like every day, you know? Just yes. Every day mm. looks just like the day that it is. <laughs> I saw this headline today that was like, some people say coronavirus is going to be a world-changing event, like the Depression, like the Great Depression or World War II. <laughs> like, that's just as like, it's just such a useless like line and thought, and then they just picked the two laziest like events. Wait, 
Yeah, I just imagine someone reading the newspaper and they read that and then they go, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. One yeah. or two big events. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking about this last week as um, Sam was explaining his theory of how who gets canceled or doesn't cancel depends on the circumstances. And I was thinking, like, yeah, things do depend on circumstances. <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah. If there's one wow, thing you that's boiled true, it down. Yeah, there's a relationship between things and circumstances. Hard to identify exactly, but. You know, right. Sarah, if you say every opinion at kind of at an abstracted enough level, <laughs> it sounds stupid, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he has a point. It is, I mean, it is true that things happen for reasons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Or that there's a relationship, at least therein. Um, like J.K. Rowling getting canceled, guys, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Keep, going. keep, we, keep, <laughs> keep pulling that, keep pulling on that thread. Listeners, we had a list of things we were going to talk no! about. And it's sort of Don't my job. It's kind of my job to Don't like, kind of like game. Get, Just put, get people. I actually, I think that that's not true. We did not have a list that organically came from the conversation. And Sam is about to unspool the thread. Unspool Tell us how that organically came from the conversation. Just unspool that thread. Yeah. So who's JK um, Rowling? And what did JK? Yeah, JK Rowling, uh, Rowling, Rowling is uh, a popular uh, young adult uh, fiction writer, and she wrote the, the Harry Potter books, which um, uh, they, they sell, they're the only book that sells better than the Bible, folks. Is that true? And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she sounds like something. Yeah, she meant a lot to a lot of annoying people uh, in our generation, and now she's getting canceled she because a she's a me, turf. Bitch. I used to really like her. I yeah, used to really like I, Harry I, Potter. I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like oh, I no. liked Harry Potter too. No. But I liked the the audiobook version. I think it lost its magic to me when I actually read the last book. Really? Hmm. That's weird. <laughs> Yeah, well, the audiobook version is read by Jim Dale, who's like this amazing voice actor, mm. and I think I connected with that particular like performance a lot. Shout out to mm. Jim Dale. Yeah, <laughs> Felipe, did you have sort of a hard time because you know at that age the Harry Potter books were coming out? That's just when you were first learning to to speak English, so maybe that related in some way to your experience of reading the books. Um, only half of that is true. <laughs> only half of what you said is true. Uh, <laughs> um, no, the books, the books were coming out when I, uh, in, uh, in Spanish, when I knew Spanish very well at the age of six years old and, uh, my dad read them to me. And then when I moved to the U S they continued to come out, but the, but the fifth one came out just when I moved and, uh, I was really sad that I couldn't read it. I asked my dad and my uncle to translate it. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. And I, at the time, I thought, oh, you just get on Word. You just kind of do one, uh, one chapter a day. But I now see how wow. <laughs> translating a book for free just for your nephew um, <laughs> is not workable. The commercial yeah, but what a sweeter story this would be if he, he had done that. That would really be... I know, that would have been, been a real act of love. And upworthy story video worthy of it being an upworthy video real act of love oh like the whole gang is here on the chat i got i'm seeing so many different colors and different people talking i'm i'm happy wow this is as well attended as one of our shows would have been mm -hmm. 
Wow. Do, do you think, Felipe, that your, your uncle and your father would understand, they'd be up to the task of translating it? Like, have, have they thought enough about the sort of difficulties and tensions in translating a book from one language to another that they would... Well, I would have, I would have hoped that before translating, they would have read Walter Benjamin um, and uh, reflected on that. But once they did that, I think it would have been just fine. I, I think I just, I just needed the facts of the book. You know, I don't, I didn't need yeah. massaged. I didn't need the literature to sparkle. I just needed to know what happened to Harry in the Order of the Phoenix. They're, they're like, they're like, what's the Spanish word for Wingardium Livinosa? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you were interested in reading the books it was about you know what happens not about how they feel or the magic necessarily um no 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 i i certainly liked i certainly i was the there with harry at every moment when he fell in love with cho chang i fell in love with cho chang when he fell in love mm. with Ginny weasley i fell in love with Ginny weasley mm. i mean the whole thing was riveting but I really don't care now. In fact, I'm surprised that I like them so much because, first of all, I could barely tell you but what happens in them. Or, like, my description <laughs> of what happens in them would not be any more detailed than, like, a person who had maybe seen the movies once. And I don't care about J.K. Rowling. She's a freakazoid now. She's, like, on Twitter being a freakazoid. I don't know So why. when you heard she was a turf, you were like, I don't care already? Or you're like, good, because I already decided I don't care. No, at first I felt, at first, so she's a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. At first I thought, I don't care, whatever. You know, all all the people that were famous when we were little are weird now. Um, so that's a given. But now, now yes. <laughs> I'm like, she's just bizarre. Like, she's published, I think, two Medium articles on why she's against, she's like, against trans people i'm like wh why would you spend your time doing this like you, no one you don't have to do any of this like what she's fully acting like a like a wealthy white woman of her age you know like would act on a website and now but now you we just get mad at her you know but she has the right to do maybe she has the right to be like a con insane weirdo like hateful person with messed up opinions i guess my point is this like why it's as inevitable. you get older why pick like a cause that just makes people mad like of all the 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 full kind of menu of causes that you can pick from there are some that are kind of uncontroversial and would be kind of fun to defend, you know? It, I think that there are some that you would get a lot of love for defending. And yet, like, she's picked Iraq. this, she's picked this one. Iraq, Afghanistan. Yes, exactly. Uh, for, uh, Israel. Um, School of the Americas. The settlements, yeah. yeah. yeah the Israeli settlements. <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure she's big for Israel. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would, this would not surprise me. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sure she is. And I also just don't... It's just hard to, like, wrap your mind around the psychology of, like, is it just one of those things where being famous just gets you addicted to a certain level of, like, attention to what's going on with you and you, like, have to just keep pursuing it all life long? Because it's just so hard to imagine being that rich and successful and not just wanting to chill out and, like, ride in my boat and, like, go for a walk and be with my friends. But maybe I'm naive. Be with my boat. Yeah. I'm I looked up J.K. Rowling Israel, and the second headline it says, "In J.K. Rowling's new novel, the villain is an Israel-hating anti-Semite." Really? Whoa. 
Yeah, she never really touches the geopolitical circumstances of the muggle world, so I'm glad she finally got to do that. <laughs> she finally got around, and it takes place in the world of Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Hogwarts moves to the West Bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hogwarts... Hogwarts yeah, in well, Jerusalem. This is how I feel about the Harry Potter thing. Didn't read the books, saw Whoa. the movies, didn't uh, feel that strongly about it one way or another. It's been kind of a lifelong, it's an annoying thing to not have read the books and not care about it at all. But the arc of history is long, people, and now I'm here on the other end of the rainbow where it didn't matter uh, to not care about Harry Potter, and it feels really great. It's mm. true. If you didn't yeah. read Harry Potter, it's paying off now. Yes, if you read a series of unfortunate events instead of Harry Potter, it's but but, that, off but now. Lemony Snicket, Daniel Handler also did something bad. He got uh, me too. He got me <laughs> no! too. He got me no! too. Yes. On air, folks. Nobody On is air. safe. Yeah. Nobody is safe. That sucks. Well, that's a really it's a sh good thing. Lemony Snicket is made up. So <laughs> Lemony yeah, Snicket Lemony was not <laughs> me too. Not a real guy. Daniel so. Handler was not Can't get him. <laughs> Damn, but you know I care about the Me Too movement, people. So that when I hear that, I really don't like it. Can you share? Can you share what your friend said about J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter? Yes, uh, I saw on Instagram that my cousin had shared a post about how we need to do the work to um, cancel J.K. Rowling while protecting Harry Potter and keeping it from being canceled. Yeah, I just I love like what is the work? Like yeah. what? Is it like um like a struggle session or like what is that work? Mm. Couldn't you just say I, she's canceled but I still like Harry Potter? But I still like Harry Potter? You would think so, but the Woody Allen fans have not been able to pull that off, so I can see why there is a certain challenge to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, someone in the math. Off that dialectical move yet. <laughs> <laughs> we need someone in the math, someone in the sciences, someone with a, a history background. You know, Tearing yes. it sinew from sinew. Where does yes. one organism start and the other, you know, separate from it? When does the mom, when does the baby become a full a person? And when is it just inside the mom and it, you can, it doesn't matter. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. We need, we need, we need the foremost analytic philosophers to mm. uh, cancel Rowling, but uh, not cancel and, Harry Potter. Save the little baby inside and get it out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like a yeah. surgical, <laughs> surgical philosophical procedure. And guys, we yeah. might even need to break outside of Western epistemologies for this one. Oh, huh. That's Maybe true. to look to the East. Ah. It's like separating the wind from the breeze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very complicated, but once you're in it, you... <laughs> deep, Damn. Deep in the jungles of Southeast Asia, they found <laughs> a technique for not canceling Harry Potter. Ancient wisdom written, written in pre-Columbian codex. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the Aztecs actually had a whole system of philosophy where you could cancel the artist, but keep the art around. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <damn. laughs> Spoken about many times by Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> Did um, J.K. Rowling sign the anti-canceling letter? Is that what that news is? I didn't read what the news story is about the cancel letter. Sam, can you bring your camera a little lower? Because so there's you sure. got a lot of headspace above Yes. That. And... It's fun, you know, now that you're saying the cancel letter in the context of this conversation, I know what it is. Wait, did you not before? 
Yeah, so you, well, you, you were talking about a cancel letter before, and I was like, who got canceled? What's the cancel the letter? letter? Yeah, but now I know what a it letter. is. A letter? Did, did it come in the mail? Felipe, did you check? <laughs> <laughs> we got canceled, Sam. Yeah, a letter came no, in the mail. We're canceled. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, everyone's little Harry Potter letters get retracted. <laughs> yeah. They all get canceled instead. It's so sad. It's, it's a letter that says, from Hogwarts School of Wizarding, and you open it, and it says, you've, you've been accused of sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's a nightmare. You're a sexual assaulter, Harry. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, you know, um, I think I... I feel conflicted about it because I I am starting to feel like talking about cancel culture is like tapped out. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, sure. You know, it's so tapped out. I saw a tweet on Twitter that said, there's no such thing as cancel culture. Stop talking about it. And I was like, whoa, OK, well, if there doesn't exist, then I guess I'll stop talking about it. Um <laughs> Sure, but it seems like it exists, and everyone I know knows it, that it exists. So. It's true. It's kind of a complicated. That's that's a thing. I don't like. I guess I I know what they mean by that, but but Me when too. you step back, you're like, like it, it's almost like you know, it's like I see it. It's right in front of me. Like it exists. What do you? Yeah, yeah. but I also know what it means. It's like um, thinking that rape culture has somehow been undone by. A culture of people believing women, you know, it's like, no, still the predominant culture exists. And then this is just sort of a temporary redress for something way more uh, epidemic and massive and enduring. So, well, Noam Chomsky uh, 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 signed it. Yes. And I like him. Margaret Atwood signed it. I was like, don't get in league with J.K. Rowling, dude. Like, you're safe. You're safe for now. I don't know your whole personal backstory and everything, but like. Margaret Atwood's cool, right? Right? She wrote, um, was she, did she write Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale? Tale? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I think. I get the sense she's kind of like a, like a sort of Cambridge sort of white woman hippie. Probably. And that's what her fan base is. And people, fans of that book and the people that wear those red dresses and go into the <laughs> Senate and stand yeah. around or whatever they do. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I would just like I would be careful if I was an older woman. I'd be like, I, I, we don't all have to go down like that. You know, hang in for as long as you can and <laughs> yeah. just a, avoid and deny, deny, deny is what I would do. So I wouldn't I'm not signing anything when I'm 70. Um, I just figured out I made a I made a technical mistake. Everything will be fine. But uh, I didn't press record on my sound. <gasps> Only something. There's always uh, something, but it's okay because I've pressed record on the stream, so I have the stream sound. Cool. Okay. Well, then nice. great. Because I don't know if you noticed this that I wasn't recording sound for the first five minutes or so, and I thought you were going to be mad, but no. Now we understand that we all make mistakes, right? So <sighs> fuck it's fine. it. It's just this is never ending, you know. We need a we need a <laughs> we need a technician. We need a, a producer. Well, my red light is blinking, so I'm recording right now. No, if it's blinking, so. you're not recording. <laughs> It's gotta be. It's gotta be one color, the color. Are you of serious? Red. Are you joking? Yeah. Yeah, I knew you were joking. Yeah. I can't believe I wasn't recording. Well, whatever. I have to get over well, it. Well, at least we have a the a, a big live audience, and they'll remember this. And life's ineffable, and it's just something we share in it's the moment. It's true. Yeah. It's true. You cannot replace the moment, man. I wish you guys could see the wheelies that these motocross guys are doing in the video. I'm watching it, oh, dude. I watching? can absolutely see oh, great. it. Great, yeah. we're yeah, all sharing it. Too. I'm glad. I'm glad. Who's excited about Disney World's back open? Oh, let's. I'm gonna play the video of Disney World being back open Damn. because it's beautiful. 
It's really beautiful. Disney World, welcome home. How many times have you guys been to Disney World? I bet Sam's been seven times. Except that <laughs> your family's actually very intellectual, so maybe you haven't been. <laughs> the first time I went was this fall for a business trip. Wow, your family never went to Disney World because they were like, that's for the hoi polloi and we don't really go there and happiness that's can't the, be bought yeah. and all that. That's cheap. No, I, I oh, love yeah. roller coasters and I, I love candy and I love costumes. <laughs> <laughs> and pretending. <laughs> and pretending. And so acting. I, I, and much of my family does too. I think we would love to have gone, but my dad really doesn't like large, like, like crowded spaces and stuff. And so we just never went. Nice. He didn't. He doesn't like going to like theme parks and stuff. But my mom loves theme parks. We every year we'd go to Knobles, which is in Pennsylvania, and is a a little roller coaster park. It's great. Wow. Damn, it's wild that they reopened it though. I mean, Florida's getting <laughs> hammered. Do you but think? Sarah, we'd eat. We eat from from gold plates off to the side. <laughs> and I bet if you went to Disney World, it would be like, you're, "Oh, we're doing a little study on the anthropology." Totally, of totally. The Disney yeah, World. we yeah. we joke about ethnographies and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> the Avatar World. Yeah, how people acted Avatar World versus in the mm-hmm. other world. They would make you learn all of the different languages from the international uh, the international part of Epcot, where you where every <laughs> part is a different country, and you have to speak to the the waiters in their respective languages. <laughs> i i will say this like when i went there on business in the fall like i really was surprised at how important the disney world and disney brand is to like not just children but like adults like full-on adults like everybody's really into it and excited about it and that really stunned me yeah yeah that's interesting i'll say loop back and how this relates to the harry potter thing I'm a little sad for people that J.K. Rowling is a turf. I've always thought it was annoying adults that are really into Harry Potter. I like, just read some other books. There's other books. And, like, books get more exciting and complicated as you get older and, and you are more prepared to read them. So don't stop. Don't If you like Harry Potter, wait till you read, you know, Ulysses or whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm always saying people... that. If you like Harry Potter, you're going to love Ulysses. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, Sarah, my dad and mom would kind of say that kind of shit to me, too. <laughs> You know. I bet they would, yes. <laughs> and I won't take my children to Disney World, obviously. And so well, I'm on track. I'm trying to be like a linear, sweet little linear family. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. But I just, I don't want it to have to be complicated for people that love Harry Potter. I want it to be simple. Why can't they just love it? You know, I, I wish that it wasn't like, I heard that people, there's like all tattoo shops are overbooked now. With people wanting to get their Harry Potter tattoos covered up. And I'm just like, damn. Well, I don't. Why can't they just have them? I feel like I could imagine mm. that if if you're trans, that it would it would be really painful. But I do think, I do think that like the secret is you can kind of allow yourself to like someone's like it's okay if you like someone's work in your mind, even if they were bad. Like it doesn't. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think people do. I mean, I guess people know this, but but it's like there's it's not really worthwhile like wasting mental energy to like um excise your love for a thing it doesn't affect anyone <laughs> totally yeah yeah i feel like i just mean like why more of an like an existential dread kind of way like why 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 wait why, why what life is so unfair like why is life so cruel as oh. to take away this simple pleasure from these adults yes. who like like a childish thing forever and never get over it can't they have that you god know? why we have so few pleasures in life god why have you done this to us why did you make jk <laughs> rowling a turf why have God. you forsaken us so? <laughs> God, if you made us all in your image, 
why would you make her be like that? Yeah, I don't know. If there is a and, god, he is a cruel god. Mm. Yeah, and I feel this is similar about Disney World. Adults really fucking love Disney World, but that to me is more nefarious because Disney World is like a scary global corporation, and Harry Potter is books about magic. Mm-hmm. So I mean, at this point, Harry Potter is a you know a huge uh, entertainment property. That's true. Is they it got, owned by Disney? Them? Huh? Is like the place that like the big Harry Potter castle is that like related to Disney in some That's way? Universal. It's oh, universal, okay. brother. You see, you know about, you care about music parks? Yeah. yeah, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. Why would you say that? Damn, I'm what taking so fuck, much dude? heat this this yeah. round. <laughs> but the Harry Potter, don't they have a little, what are those called? Popums, those big heads, little bodies? They got a Harry Potter oh, line wow. of Popums. Funko there. Pop. Funko Pops, yeah. So Funko it's Pop. a big corporation, too. That's cool. Damn, Raisin I'll Man Funko back. Pops. Felipe, did you go to Disney World as a child? You know, I think I've never been. I've been to Disneyland in California, but I Whoa. if I went to Disney World, I don't have any memory of it. I might have gone when I was really little, little, but um but I went to uh Disneyland a bunch of times. California Adventure. That's fun. It's a lot smaller. Um mm. and honestly if you like rides, Disneyland's not great. California Adventure is good for rides, but Disneyland is kinda shitty mm. for that. What's the best ride at Disneyland? I've never been. At California Adventure, it was this one called... I I think they renamed it, but at the time it was called California Screamin'. And it's this ride that's kind of 50s hot rod themed. And the whole deal... It's very short. And it just... They launch you from zero to, I don't know, a million miles per hour. I don't know. It just... You just go... And then you go up, down, and then it's over. And I went uh, during the fall one year because i was on vacation for some reason with my family and there were no lines so we just stayed on and just boom 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 just got our brains totally absolutely rattled but this is the interesting thing this is the interesting thing we didn't leave just absolutely rattled cte brain from doing california screaming there was a man in the back of the ride an old man think the old man from the six flags commercial who dances you remember yes of course a man sort of like that in a suit he was also not getting off and it was just us and that man in the back by himself and every time the ride stopped he just would sort of it looked like he was doing calculations on an air calculator sort of muttering to himself and just doing calculations just just shooting a million miles per hour this old man doing calculations in between each ride whoa really wild what do you make of that What's that? What's that supposed to mean? There are mysteries that can't be solved. I should have and asked. There him are many up. worlds that are possible. Yeah. Yeah. So, hard to say. Oh, Kyle is saying that now that is called the Incredicoaster. Huh. Hmm. That's good to know, Kyle. Thank you. Whereas before it was guys. called uh, California Screamin'. Mm. Both not that great. Yeah. Uh, oh, in fact, <laughs> I would have thought if they re if they rebranded it, it would have been like the Joker ride. You know, they would have rebranded yes. it with like a brand. But uh, oh no no no, the chipmunks! It's based on Disney's The Incredibles. There you go. <laughs> yeah. What's it? What's it called again? The Incredicoaster. Oh, Incredicoaster. Okay. Well, that's really strange. Yeah, now we'll always have to wonder, what was that man calculating, and did he get the answer he was looking for? Is he still there to this day? Yeah. He's trying Doing to figure trials. out how to save Harry Potter. Yeah. What he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Sarah, uh, do, okay. <laughs> do you know the history of Disneyland, like, when it was, came about and stuff? 
think like 1951 or something Disneyland opened. Mm. It's definitely segregated, I want to say, when they opened it. So I don't think it has any kind of wonderful origin story. (laughs) 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 I know know Walt Disney like always wanted to have a park and that was his big vision. Um, And Yeah. yeah, he lived in California, so that's why there's one there. Uh, uh, I was going to say that I've been to Disney World three times because I have a cousin who she just loves Disney World and that brings the rest of the family to Disney World. You know, when there's just a family member who wants something so badly and everybody else is kind of like, oh, I'll do whatever. You just end up going to Disney World three different times. Um, Best World of Disney World is the Avatar Flight of Passage. And uh, did I tell you guys about this before? I feel like I talk about this all the time because I've never been on a ride ever like this. What was it? Um, so they built, they cleared a space in um, the Animal Kingdom for the Avatar Planet world, which like oh, previously yes. Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I told you about this, right? That there's like an Africa part, there's an Asia part. It was all real world. And now Animal there's a Kingdoms. Navi part, a Pandora part. <laughs> it's like an equal part or larger, no. you know, within the Disney wow. universe. That is like the part of the Animal Kingdom official biome of Disney World. Holy shit. Um, even though Avatar is not owned by Disney, they bought it and they added it. Um... And you walk in and it's super amazing and they have like the tree of life, you know, an avatar that's huge and wow. uh, it's just like amazing to walk through. But they have this ride they spent half a billion dollars on. It's like <gasps> the most expensive ride ever in Disney World. Uh, and it's a virtual reality ride and you get on like what looks like sort of a motorcycle shaped thing and you're like in the virtual reality. Uh, they don't give you glasses or anything. It's like a screen that's around you. And I just like never experienced anything like this this is like vr future world of like you're flying on the back of one of those like navi no, uh the birds, pterodactyl the things around yeah. like oh. yeah and it was so amazing people were crying and it just opened when i went there people were crying getting off of it like people were like having religious experiences waiting it was like a six hour line people were just like circling back waiting in that line like all day long you probably read it twice in a day if you spent your entire day doing that i'm honestly um, confused by crazy. that because um, or why it was so expensive because simulators have existed for a long time. Those are those rides have existed for a while, and ultimately it seems actually like a pretty cheap investment because it's really just a video totally. and then a machine the that kind of tilts. Yeah, I have no idea. There was just something so immersive about it. It was like so far beyond because there's other virtual reality rides at Disney World, the flying one. Yes, um, um, and also at Disneyland, there's one where you fly over California. Pretty cool. Yeah, but this one was just like. We're going to make this real. one really immersive. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really, really crazy. So that's well, all I'll say about that. Disney World. I like it, how in Disney World, they do have kind of a, like a, you are in the land of Disney. And like, if you're in the dinosaur part, they have like drawings of fossils that are like of Disney dinosaurs that would have existed 3000 years ago. Like there's just such a like deep, um, like story to the world of it. And they don't break from it ever wow. wait so uh, what's a disney dinosaur like it's a, got bigger feet than a regular one i don't know <laughs> oh it's like it's like cartoon or what it is it like uh, the yes. t-rex from toy story it's like uh we're back isn't that a disney is that a disney movie those dinosaurs i'm trying to think of what a we're disney back. dinosaur wait, movie I think is I've heard, yeah what is this we're we're back i don't know we're back me. I just mean that like they have a whole catalog of their own like dinosaur life that they acknowledge as real. I don't and think Disneyified. I don't think that this Do, is Disney. But yes. Is there like an equivalent of the I, I, the reason I asked about the history thing is cuz I was like this like is there equivalent of this in like another part of the world or something like that? 
I'm because I'm wondering what this tradition comes out of of like making something like as fantastical that is like another place within mm. within like a country. Like when I went there in the fall, I think the thing that struck me the most, and I didn't see any of the like Epcot Center or any rides or anything like that, but I was like, oh, this is a huge piece of land, and it has like its own security force and like its own roads and it's and like it's totally self-sufficient and and then you're describing to me of like they literally have like their own fake history that they've like invented and stuff and i'm like where what's the precedent for this you know i don't know i think in other parts of the world they have like disney world tokyo disney world hong kong right so yeah is that what you mean just kidding i know that's not what you mean (laughs) i think i think the precedent is disney world paris yeah (laughs) yeah no you're right sam it is it is unprecedented i think the only thing you could you could compare it to in terms of size is uh something like the great city of rome or uh, the great aztec capitals i guess the catholic like going to the vatican is like the medieval Ah. version of a disneyland Mm. it's just absolutely sick yeah yeah and it's just totally sick you're wiling out when you're there crying yeah Yeah. well yeah when i i took a would you show you got a lot of headspace sam sorry to be a a i've turned my camera off so i'm just looking at you guys Uh, so i can't see what i look like you look like a a european art film just like a lot of headspace above you You look all small. You look like you're just his head, and you can't see yeah, any of the rest of you. It's yeah. like when my par- listeners, I'm quite big in real life. When my parents, <laughs> when my parents call me, they they they're always like, "Hey, what's up? How are you?" Yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah, they'll just like be here. <laughs> um, funny. Yeah, parents suck at that. <laughs> they're dumb as hell. Bro, my parents dumb as hell. Um. Uh, I took this class about, uh, it was about, uh, travel writers, French travel writers from the 19th century and the, and going to, into Spain, super specific class. I went, college is so funny. You just do the dumbest things ever. <laughs> I, went, I went to the very first one and then I didn't go back. I didn't, it wasn't for me, but it was about French travel writers in the 19th century who went to Spain. Writing epistolary yeah, fiction yeah. of life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but but one point that the teacher made was that the professor made uh, uh, was that one point that the the guy made um, was <laughs> you have to make a you have to make a video game yeah. in the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, that would be cool though. Um, that, you would have stuck around, buddy. Yeah. Oh, big time. No, the point he made was that um, that for French people in the 19th century, going to Spain for them was like going into antiquity um i think they Mm. were like fascinated by the like spanish islamic world and they felt like they got to travel back in time because they liked the greeks and stuff like that so they would see i'm like i'm kind of paraphrasing i could be totally wrong and if there's a scholar in the in the chat please correct me but but that was his point it was like it was it was curious to them because they got to uh travel into what felt like the past so wow yeah that's mm. pretty cool. I'd love to see an infographic about that on Instagram. I'm interested in that subject. With nice font. Yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing there's okay. So when uh when like the protests first popped off, there was a little bit of discourse around like 
Don't use the protests as an excuse to do your funny font. To make cute. To make yes. your cute yes. font. To the font community, right? Yes. To my fellow The font, yeah, font community. Because people were yeah. making like, <laughs> it would say like Black Lives Matter and it was like, it's all, you know. It was in whatever that person's signature font yes. was. But in the font community, you're like, that's, <laughs> that's Dennis's font. Yeah. And he put Black Lives Matter in his font. And people yeah. were like, don't, if you do that, you're canceled. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't. Put your font. Don't say Black Lives Matter in your font. You're dead in fonts. Yeah, keep we're it not. in the normal fonts. Is they were Arial Times New Roman. Yeah. But now I've been. I kind of. I kind of pieced from Instagram for a while, and now I'm back. And I look through people's stories, and everybody's posting, doing posts about, um, like protests and and resources and stuff. And I found that they're all of the posts are like converging on this style, and they're all the same. And the style is like, um. A gradienty sort of background, this kind of a uh, hip gradienty, like many colors, mm -hmm. and then either like, like a wide kind of sans serif font or like a kind of hip serifed font, and they just have like info. Do you does this does this like scan what I'm describing? I don't think I know enough about fonts to be like really rendering a mental image. Uh, yeah, I, I I feel the same way. Like I think I know what you're talking about, I know but there's no serif. way to know. That means it yeah. doesn't have the little hooks on the ends yep. of the letters. Precisely, mm -hmm. precisely, mm -hmm. man. And it's like a little rainbow almost in the background. Yeah, it's like a rainbow color, and then it it looks like yeah. looks hip, and it'll be like ten things to say to your racist family members. Does this? Yeah, I, I'm getting a. I'm getting. I got three yeses on the chat. Who says yes? Yeah. Uh, Is there a scholar in the chat? No press radio said scholar here. What's yeah. good? Yeah, sure. People um, are confirming what I said though. Yeah, I'll say this about the font thing. My original thought when I saw that, I was like, "That's a real bummer." That you know. Making a font is hard. I can't imagine. I've never thought of an idea for a new font. Any idea I've come up with is already sort of out there. Um, you have this new font. Now there's this issue and people are wanting to read about it. And you're like, I just want to write something about it in my font. Right. Like that doesn't Fonts so are bad. otherwise <laughs> useless. Fonts yes. are useless. Finally, the one used to vehicles. write information. And you're not to write allowed. Black Lives Matter. Yes, yeah. to write significant, important information, and you're not allowed to do the only thing mm. that the font can do. What is the? How can you use your font for good if you can't write something that you believe in your font? Put it out. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, your font, Tough. your font is nice, but don't write anything true and good. I, right. No. Well, it also Be begs the question. With it, trivial. Yeah. It, it begs the question too: if you're a font creator, where you have to decide what what movement or subject matter befits the font you just created uh and you have to kind of go up the chain is it can you can you talk about a spiritual experience in your font or is this about writing a list of of things you got to buy at the grocery store you know exactly well i'll say that most exactly. times when people use their funny fonts um when people use their funny fonts to write things like black lives matter you could tell that font had not been designed to write black lives matter <laughs> you could tell that it was dissonant you yeah could tell that font had been designed with a more frivolous uh purpose except, in mind. except the one the one person who had designed a font and was just waiting waiting for a, yes. a, a, an event worthy enough for it and finally black lives matter came and, and it was the right font but yeah. but i guess the lesson here is you just got to lay low and they'll let you post your stylish graphics i'm trying to like uh, eventually i'm trying yeah. to find these graphics the issue is that when i look through stories on my computer sound plays and then it plays on the stream 
Oh no. So I'm trying to figure out a way to like find these uh Yeah. I, I like seeing little esoteric things like that, little call outs on Instagram that I know just like will never have anything to do with me. And just being like, Yeah, you're it's, you're not gonna catch me out here using yeah. my custom font to uh say yeah. anything about <laughs> the uprising. Wait, you right, mean you mean to right. say that you like it when a new bit of like uh etiquette comes out and you're like, I was ready for this. I was ready for this. I was already compliant. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, NA. <laughs> you knew. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? You're you're in your room working, and then you hear your roommate being like, <gasps> "You guys, I think I just found a Black Lives Matter font." Yeah. Keep threading it. <laughs> like they've discovered a font they think is is worthy for it. Ah, uh, I see. Do you yeah. get it? Is I do get that's it. kind of a funny little um, I moment. Yeah, I might. Yeah, it's funny. I might come in and say, "Hey, um, let me take a look <laughs> at the font." And it's nineteen, like ninety-two. You know, it hasn't BLM hasn't even happened yet. Oh, yeah. and then you say, "What is that? What are you talking about? What? Oh, yeah. Are you referring to?" And, and you say, well, "Your kids are gonna know and really care about this." Right. 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 Yeah. And they stashed it away for the moment. Billy Banff says, what if someone uses your font for bad? I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it's I'm happened. I'm sure it's happened. Once yeah. your font I'm sure it happens every day. Yeah. I'll say this is a little font story. My friend Emma was designing a, a visual for Instagram to get people to donate to like a, a bailout fund thing. And they were working, looking at different fonts, sending me, should I use this font? Should I use this font? And I, I just couldn't have an opinion on it. I was like, it just doesn't matter to me at all. Pick anything normal looking that's easy to read. And they picked a font, and it was a font that was only in capital letters. And it turned out that the capitalization mattered in the URL. So, like, they picked it absolutely wow, the, wrong they, font. the only way you can go wrong. <laughs> yes. The only way you can go wrong. And, uh, yeah, very annoying to have every person be like, link doesn't work, link doesn't work, link doesn't work. That's, yeah. that's like the only... People think that you have to find a font that, like, is pretty or that, like, communicate. But, like, the number one thing you have to do with a font is just find one that, like, can print the letters you need has uppercase and lowercase yeah. letters in it and that you yeah. can read. <laughs> wow yeah i think um did you guys ever know like graphic design nerds people who like loved fonts no really i know one now in art mm. school there was like that was like a whole scene people who mm. knew about fonts. what were they like Insuffer what other things did they like insufferable okay Mm. No, I think it's fine. I think it's fine to like font. I I had my little font phase. Um, I think fonts are cool. I guess you just don't want to talk about them too much. You want to be discreet. Fonts are cool. What sucks is like while you're looking for one, you find like some really freaky weird ones that you're like, well, I can't use this for this, but maybe one day. And then yeah, like a cost yeah. never comes up to use yeah. like the really <laughs> freaky ones. Yeah, so that, it kind of lets you down. When I was, it's hard. When I was young and I was like on AOL Instant Messenger, I remember I would like one way I tried to kind of customize the AOL experience was by finding fonts on thefont.com. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And I would, but I didn't, I had no, I didn't understand that legibility is sort of like the number one thing that you should look for in a font. And, uh, I remember I would find fonts that were like the font of the goosebumps title mm, or like the font of, of the Starcraft. Um, Starcraft has like a logo. And so the font was all like Starcraft and then I would put it in and, and then I'd write to people, I'd be like, do you know what this font is? And they'd be like, no. Hmm. 
So you're kind of describing the people you despised in college. Yeah, you just got there <laughs> earlier. But it's better to do stuff in something it's, stupid young. Yes, that makes you yes. cooler. It's true that we, we hate most those that we see ourselves in. Mm-hmm. When you're, was it a type of thing in college, Felipe, where if like you were at a party and you were talking to someone and they weren't even talking about fonts, you could kind of tell they were a graphic, like a, like a uh, graphic design person just by... Um, yeah, I mean, there were like, you know, there were like little tribes in the at art school, you know, there was like a style of boy that like, did graphic design and like, I don't know, listened to, um, what's the name of that Swedish white rapper? Not little, uh, oh, yeah, little Zan? Young, no, no, <laughs> it's a uh, little no. young sham. No, no, um, little. What is it? Young he lean? sings is a song about lean? the... Yes, Young, young lean. lean. Young yeah, Lean. Yeah, yeah. So sort of Young Lean types. Uh, so that was one tribe, and that was one tribe of the of the graphic design. And designers. what art did they make? Oh, That okay, was a graphic design tribe. But I don't know. It's like, it's... Uh, Sam totally echoing my comment without giving me props. I wish I remembered what you just said to know. Someone in the hmm. chat said that you echoed their comment without giving them props. Oh, uh, the listeners, I'm not looking at the comments right now, so I'm... There's no no way I could uh, have echoed Well, it. ignorance is... Bliss. You gotta be know what the people are saying, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand how you feel, Sam. Um, <laughs> sometimes we just are thinking our own original thoughts and other people are saying that we stole their yes, tweets or whatever. Exactly, and, exactly, yeah. yeah. Would you get mad if someone plagiarized your tweet? No. Sam? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I would. I'd get mad. If someone, like, straight up plagiarized it, I'd be steamed. And got and they got a lot of likes. <sighs> but you have to learn to let go. Yeah. You have to learn to let yeah. go. I'll say something different. Please. I, I want to tell you guys, I, I watched these UFC fights last night for the first time. Had not ever watched this kind of thing before. I had sort of a passing interest in the different characters in it, like McGregor. I kept, you know who that is? No, who is He's that? like a, the Irish UFC fighter. Is he like a, He's a famous? Guy? He's a known guy. I think he's kind of fucked up and like, uh, I don't know if he's racist or what exactly sure. his crime is, but I, I would believe it. I believe it yeah. um, and his name is McGregor. And I like to look up the different people and just be like, who is this? Because suddenly, like when a big UFC fight comes along, I feel like it enters mainstream culture in this way where people are really like acting like they're familiar totally. with these people. It's like prize fights. And like somehow, yeah, they're multi-million dollar fights. And then I'm like, people are invested enough in this to understand like this person's rise like what does this even mean i don't know how this underground culture is maintained but maybe it's because i live in an intelligentsia bubble so i don't realize what goes on in the rest of america but i was watching these fights last night and this i learned this first which is that ultimately you have to hit the other person in the head to win but if you can't you gotta just keep kicking them in the legs mm. the whole time mm. yeah so that's something but you gotta knock them out right that's you gotta knock them correct. out, or you gotta win by technicality. What would a technicality um, be? That means you, you both last all three to five rounds, uh, and you got you punched the other guy more in the head, even though he didn't get knocked <laughs> what out. If, <laughs> what if there was like one rule where you could also win if you landed a triple axel? And well, so one guy's trying to yeah. fight you, and yes. the guy's in the corner, like trying to land. He's he's sort of like going for the snitch, like he's just trying to land the triple axle in the corner or, of the ring. Yes, yes. He's or climbing up that. You have to get up yeah. the side. <laughs> yeah, or, or, scramble or you, up. You made your opponent laugh, like oh, giggle a little bit. That would be a cool <laughs> yeah. sport. That would be cool. That would be a cool sport. Something. 
You're not allowed to lock your toes around the fence. Like the fence is just like a regular ass chain link. You're not allowed to huh. lock them? Yeah, you're not allowed to just like wrap your toes around and hang on really tight. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, that, and you you notice that because that would be your first move. <laughs> I would be not just my toes, my fingers as well. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh the God. thing starts and you just like lock on <laughs> like a sloth. Whoa. Whoa. Where's yeah. she going? <laughs> exactly. So that's a rule. Um something else I was told, this I'm not sure if it's really true or not. The people I was watching would said this that um generally even if they you, they got you down on the ground like you're on the bottom someone's on top of you and he's just punching you in the head you never tap out unless someone's like about to break your arm or something you just let them keep punching you in the head and that surprises is, is surprising did, did they give you a rundown of the rules beforehand or were you with someone who was knowledgeable i was with some people that were knowledgeable and we watched so many of the fights that i felt like i kind of understood something by the end what was weird was um at a certain point two women came into fight and i was like well this is Mm. Doesn't yep. make any sense. <laughs> what they, how can this fighting? be? Yeah. Um, and I was kind of annoyed because people I was watching with reacted in this way where they were like, of course there's women who do this and like we care about it and like women are a valid part of the sport. I just hate like when dudes overcorrect for misogyny totally. by like yeah. acting that like that. I just I think it's that. so fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it. sorry that I live in this fucking world and I would assume that you don't give a shit about women fighting and that they wouldn't be here, but yeah, they were just so like, oh, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to see women fight. Like, why wouldn't you understand that women are well? They felt they felt like they athletes. they finally they finally got a they got a punch in. You know what I mean? They're finally they yeah. can they can they can, got it on me. They can cancel yeah, exactly, you, so. you're, Sarah. You're not gonna want to go to the bathroom for this part. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> we all kind of really tune in for this part. So, um, yeah, this is our favorite. The part. women are actually yeah. the best fighters. <laughs> yeah, it makes me think of like when dudes say stuff about like how. The, the clitoris has 17,000 nerve endings on it or something, always, and the dick has, like, five. I'm always yeah, saying I that. just, like... <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I hate that. I hate that. Don't tell me about that. that is, I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, it's like, when, yeah, when guys are, like, um, man, women's orgasms are incredible. When a man orgasms, yes. it's just, like, it, it doesn't... I don't even feel anything. Actually, the pain tolerance of women is a lot higher because they need to give birth. <laughs> I think that's true. Exactly. Though. I don't know. Yeah, could be. I don't know. I'll say this though: the, the first two women that fought, the fight was over in like ten seconds. Why? And really? uh, yeah, the woman, the better woman, just pinned the other woman to the ground, and she was out. Um, and that made me think. I guess the women's fights only last ten seconds, Wait, and there's always one who's really she good was and one out? who's bad. Did she tap out? She tapped out. I thought you said instantly. you don't tap out if you're getting hit in the head. They had her arm like behind her back, and they, she was gonna break her arm. Rip it off. Which I don't know if you're allowed to break the arm if they don't tap out or what. So happens, case but... in point, the women in the fight were much softer than the men. Well, women's yeah. arms kind of pop off really they... easily. It's true. <laughs> they little pop right like Barbie yeah. arms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, crazy. I'm surprised that you watched. For some reason, I would have thought. I don't know that you would have not liked it. I don't know if that's prejudiced on my end to think you wouldn't no i think that's reasonable i think it would be extremely performative of me to act as if this was like a normal thing for me to watch like obviously not <laughs> i wouldn't watch that on my own ever um well not to bring up any beef guys but i know who conor mcgregor is and i i got a ton of shit at the beginning of the podcast for not knowing who bella delphine is and um you know like I there's there I got no kind of cultural credit or hmm. anything. 
Hmm. Yeah. That how do you know how who he is suddenly when I was like, what's his name? And no one you didn't say that then when I brought it up. Oh, it's no, Connor McGregor. Well I did I wanted to, but but you Felipe is such a pat, fast talker and you mm. were kind of he jumped in and then you were already then, along in the anecdote. Hmm. Well, I think it's really nice that you know who uh you and McGregor, is that right? Connor. No, Connor McGregor. <laughs> Ewan McGregor is an That's actor. An actor. <laughs> well, if you know Connor McGregor, what tattoo does he have on his um on his chest? I don't I don't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think so. It's a bird. Uh, of course. It's, it's a bird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting. Oh, he's like a little bird guy. <laughs> it's like Seth. <laughs> yeah. He had a me too moment uh as well. You're just looking at uh, a Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm looking at Tell me more the facts. Mu- and Tell me more facts that he, you already knew. He's, he fought Floyd Mayweather back in like 2017. Huh. Remember, Felipe, when we would go to Mike's and everyone was talking about the big fight? Tommy McNamara had a joke about getting robbed right after he saw it. Did he retrofit a joke about getting mugged? And then, because he had that joke for a while. No, I think it was right after the UFC fight. Interesting. Well, it was a good joke, and it didn't even need the context. Well, I'll answer Dandy Kaufman's question. Sarah, did you have Max or Volkanovski in the fight last night? You know, I thought that Max Max Holloway, I guess it is, was going to win just because he was so... This, this guy, he's a UFC fighter. He's thin as a stick. And I was like, you know, no one's going to be getting in that ring looking so skinny and weak as that unless this guy really knows something we don't know about how to fight. Yeah. So that gave me a good sense that he would win. But then he he lost. Was he fast and and, um, agile? Was that his? He was weird. He moves around weird, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And if anybody acts weird, that really throws the other people off. Whoa. I would, some people do weird little stuff like blow kisses and smile and stick their tongue out Ooh, while they yes. fight and a little that like I'm crazy yeah, yeah kind of joker inside the opponent's head yeah, like the joker, joker mm-hmm. style I think that if a guy was really skinny he would have a real advantage if he moved like the lizard from Monsters Inc yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yes totally and he can and wrap I, himself around the other yeah. guy and move all around his body Randall. fast yeah, yeah. Yeah, random. I would do kind of titillating things so my opponent would um, get a boner. Sam, the clown of UFC. <laughs> or the, the, the thought. The, the little sexy. The thought of yeah. UFC. Mm-hmm. Sam, I think you, you would have to fight heavyweight because you're big and then you really Sarah, gotta fight some scary guys because Sarah, there's like <laughs> heavyweight is like a he- high weight and then it goes to unlimited so you really gotta Whoa. fight. I'm in on the, the unlimited category. <laughs> I, cool. I think, yeah. <laughs> and it's, they sometimes can't get the guys inside the building. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll say one more thing about it. They fight on Fight Island. Well, there's Abu an Dhabi. island that, where they fight? Yeah, Fight Island. Fight Mortal island. Kombat. It's in Abu Dhabi. World of it's in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yes. Damn. It makes sense that that's where it would be. Yes, and it was funny because everybody was wearing masks. All not the fighters didn't have to wear them, but everybody else had to wear them, which was kind of cool because they're all like uh, super mask and I probably don't believe in coronavirus or whatever. Not to make those assumptions. Uh, and there was no audience at all, but they still had the announcer announcing everybody's name like full octane, like crazy. Uh, to no, we're, we're being told that the <laughs> island was created because of COVID. The island Whoa. did not exist, and it was Fight created. Island. Fight Island was 
created because of COVID. Thank you, No Press Radio. That's incredible. Wow. And then look at this. Also, I'm super in MMA, and my favorite division is one of the women's divisions. The women were doing more moves than the guys. The guys do a lot of grappling and like holding, or like just sort mm. of holding and not moving fast. But the women are really like doing, pulling tricks. Really? So, yeah. I don't know what explains that. Thousands of beefcakes and core on an island beating the life out of each other. Truly. Truly. Hmm. Um, well, I guess there is a silver lining to all this pandemic stuff, you know? A special little island. <laughs> a special little island for for all the different Strong little things. What up. other islands do they have? Fire I mean, in Abu Dhabi, dude. And they got an island shaped like a four-leaf I clover. hope they have a, a, a little um, girlfriend island. Yeah. What do you think will happen to Jeffrey Epstein's island? They'll give it, they'll give it away to some a good cause. What if the next Disney World was on on Little St. James? Mm. I don't know if that's that funny. I take that back. Not a funny riff. And not because it's serious, but because it's too obvious. It's kind of just smashing a thing we already. Yeah, and jokes about. I think I think you have to be really careful with the jokes about pedophiles again because they can they can be kind of well tread you know what i mean yes it can be too easy <laughs> mm. i don't know what they'll do with that island i don't know what they'll do is it, have they taken down that like fake like um like mosque looking building on it i know nothing about it jeffrey epstein's mosque yeah you know that that thing that goes around in all the uh twitter pictures oh, yes. of like that thing with a dome yeah is that supposed to look like uh, a mosque? I don't know what, what he wanted it to look like. It looks kind of... It does kind of look to, in, to my... To the western Occidental eye. eye. Yeah, like a kind of a Disney version of a mosque. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he was Muslim. I heard it's supposed to look like a Masonic temple. Ah. Ah. Sam? Headspace. Wow, we are really getting a good variety of participa participation there are some scholars. in the chat. Yeah. Well, yeah. Different people are coming up that I've, mm -hmm. that I've never heard before, mm -hmm. so it's good to get different voices. It's like we're in a class where everyone in the class feels comfortable participating and not just, you know, the same three people all the well, time. Well, I want to figure this so. out because apparently you can, bring, you can bring people onto the um, stream with you. And in fact, if, if uh, Julia is on the... Sh she told me that she had done this, so if, she can exp if she's on the chat... Maybe it's if only we could bring her on to explain, explain how, how to, to bring get someone on her in here, would, yeah, and then take her right off when she's done. Yeah, I am here. <laughs> how did you get a person onto your stream? You said you got someone on your Julia. stream, Julia. Julia, how did you get a person on your stream? If you can hear us, I use stream yards. Yeah, <laughs> stream yards makes it very easy. Well, we're not using stream yards. Stream right, yards. Well, Lol. Stream I can yards. FaceTime someone on my phone and then I'll hold it up to the uh, camera yeah. and then they'll be on it. I wish there was an yeah. easy way to bring someone onto the stream. OBS. Yeah, I don't know if you can do it with OBS. Guys, well, we, there, we, we have all the people we need right here. There is in the sense that we can just bring them into the Zoom, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could. Do you want to put the, the Zoom link and then just let people in? Yeah, if anybody wants to come in, I'll put the Zoom link. Do, th do we think this would be like a fun way to spend the last 15 minutes of the uh, stream? Yeah, I think I said everything I I had to say. Let me look at my um. We guys, we got we have all the people we need to hear. Okay. Bolsonaro got COVID. We didn't talk about that. 
Have you guys heard of Bella Delphine? <laughs> Belle. Belle Delphine. Yeah. Dude. Fuck. Fuck. Dude. Did you know she's a um, South African? South African. So random. Yeah. Obviously. So yes. random. And that's like, and what if Disneyland were there? Yes. Sam, yes. Sam, what catch up. World there? Catch up, we Sam. Need, we don't need yeah. Julia on the podcast, okay? Uh, it's fine. Who it Who's on the Zoom now? You could freaking guess it's Alex. <laughs> um, Let's see. Do we want to bring Alex in? I just said he could come in. Okay, bring him in. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> mm. I'm not seeing Alex. He, I'm starting he to He won't even be mic'd. And he won't be mic'd. Oh, fuck, you're right. Now I have to do all this extra work to put it into the pod. Uh, you want me to cancel? No, I think it's fine. Total non-video participants won. What does that mean? Huh? What if Bolsonaro... Um... What... Imagine if Bolsonaro... Was... Had COVID... And he... Imagine if Bolsonaro made a font... And then he, it was used for... Activism. Imagine if Bolsonaro. I'm just trying to find my way through a funny idea about Bolsonaro. Sure. Bolsonaro. Alex says, "Fuck it." All right. No. Oh, did we discourage him? I have no idea. Oh, I feel bad. I wanted him to come on. No, I, I uh, take it back. I think I think that I need to get better at once we suggest an idea, just going through with it. No, it's yeah. just not working. Is what he said. Okay. Hmm. What if Bolsonaro got the... Felipe, you want to talk about your stool sample? Oh, oh yeah. Felipe, why do you have to give a stool sample? Oh, because um, I'm a big hypochondriac, and I've been... I uh, had been nauseous for, like, a week. Sort of low-grade nausea oh, after damn. every meal. Dude, me too. You too? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Wait, did you feel this, or did you not feel this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm nauseous on and off. Sure. Well, I've been I I'm not usually nauseous, but uh, what if Bolsonaro canceled for being a turf? Oh yeah. What if Bolsonaro got canceled for being a turf? Hmm. <laughs> that would close the loop on the show. So we can't have that. I would say. I, I would say. I would sample. say. Okay, Bolsonaro is a turf, but can we still enjoy his books? Mm, nice. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um or his regime. Or yeah, can yeah, we still enjoy I, the bolso Can we enjoy all of the policies <laughs> that he's put in place Sarah, but not a the guy? Famous enjoyer of the Bolsonaro regime. Yes. We I don't want to have to rethink this my whole feeling about that. <laughs> I wish people could just like enjoy the Bolsonaro regime, <laughs> you know, and God, just like why? adults could do, Listen, he's not a good guy, but we can their... still, there are still good things about his presidency. Totally. I have my Bolsonaro tattoo. I'm not taking it off. <laughs> I'm not taking it off. God wouldn't have him be that way if there wasn't a reason Absolutely. and it wasn't part of the path that we're all supposed to be yeah. walking down. You can separate Absolutely. the politician from the regime. Yeah. Anybody in the chat ever get so nauseous that um you get a, give a stool sample to the doctor? Yeah, I got real nauseous. Sound I was off. like, I'm gonna start digging through my poop and I'll find something that I can do with it. I don't know what. They're like, I'll find a use like, for this. 
Mr. Depoy, we didn't ask you to. <laughs> we didn't want you. What is this? Ziploc bag is full of poop to the ICU. What Just showing up at the emergency room with these Ziploc bags like, please do something. Please do something about these. I'm so nauseous. Are you bleeding anywhere or is there a problem? I or? had a peanut. I had a lot of peanut butter for lunch and I feel dizzy. Please do something with these. <laughs> Sir, excuse me. There, there's a, a, a woman, a, a little girl right behind you whose uh, jugular is cut. The, Can you just step the aside? The Ziploc so bag <laughs> opens and poop just streams out and it gets on, every, on everybody on the ICU. Uh, um, no, I, they, I got my call back and they said, you're fine. You don't have any of the like parasites that we tested for. I knew That's, I knew I was fine. All I wanted was a doctor to yeah. just tell me I was look fine. at your poop and see what was I in just, it. Yeah, I just wanted someone to look at my poop. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what I like. Yeah, you know that's what I like. Damn, that's crazy, yeah. dude. You shouldn't be going to the doctor. Why not? That's where you get because that's where they tell you all the bad news. And if, if you don't know that you're dying, you live much longer. They say. Is that true? Did you see the farewell with um, Aquafina? I did not like that movie. Mm -hmm. I did not like that movie. <laughs> but it's true. And in the West, we're obsessed with medicalizing everything. And in the Far East, they are not. Far East. what I learned. That's where the answers are, brother. Yeah. Um, in the West, we tell old people are going to die. In the Far East, we don't. No, that's, that's precisely what I didn't like about the movie. It was like... Um, this uh overly reductive yeah it, vision of like it, it was it was like a little bit it was like i think that they would say this wasn't the case and i could elaborate on what i mean but it felt a little orientalist it was a little bit like oh look at these at uh, these like values in the west that are like so backwards whereas in the you know in these like noble other societies they have these other i don't know there were there's a lot of reasons i didn't like the movie i thought it was not good hmm. I haven't seen it, but I listened to the NPR story that it was based on. What's it about? What's the movie? Um, a woman goes to China to visit her grandmother who is dying of cancer, but they don't, they don't tell the grandmother that she's dying and that she only has like six months left to live. Uh, they just plan a fake elaborate wedding like her cousin pretends to get married so that all of the family members will come to China and see the grandmother one more time without her having to know that she's dying. And then she ends up not dying for a really, really long time. Like, uh, when they update the NPR story, she's still not dead. I don't know if she's dead At now. At the end of the movie, because, she's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, like, sort of this theory of, uh, you don't tell someone that they're sick and dying, they don't die. I'll, Which I like. That. Alex is asking why I didn't like the movie. I, I will say why. Because the movie is, is, is based on Aquafina, who's, like, an American. She's um, Chinese, but raised, or sort of, like, her parents are Chinese, but she was raised in America. And the whole idea is, like, this culture shock where it's, like, Aquafina, um, like, hits, like, she, she discovers this culture that's so sort of strange to her, and she rediscovers her culture. So the idea is supposed to be, like, a culture shock um and and this sort of uh this immigrant child's experience seeing their culture again but from the very beginning it's explained to you what the culture shock is people are the, like her parents right away are like in china like we don't tell like we don't think it's necessary mm. and so instead of experiencing 
a, a, a character slowly coming to understand mm-hmm. this value that at first seems foreign, the movie right away is like, this is a foreign value and it's good. And it tells you right away. So you d- never experience, never have the experience of, of culture shock, really. Like right away, as an American viewer, you're put in a place where you're, you're made to understand what is valuable about this. So there's none of the like feeling of dislocation that in theory Aquafina is supposed to go through. Like right away, you're like, yeah, I get why that's good. Um, and yeah, maybe it was made for a, a more suspicious American viewer of the East, you know, and you, they, they hear that at the beginning and they're like, oh, shit, oh that's bullshit. There's nothing we can <laughs> learn from another country that we don't know. That's we bullshit. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way two hours of movies going to convince yeah. me otherwise. I don't think these, so. these are Prove backwards it. values, but I'll stick around an hour and a half. Yeah. I'll see what they have to say about this. <laughs> yeah oh i spoiled and, um, the whole movie and alex alex if you have any like questions for me like what i think about just like um fire them off in the chat what what does sam think about uh, <laughs> uh just if anybody in the chat like has a wants to know like if i have if if i have like do a, you like lord of the rings too says uh, alex yeah, uh, what's Lord of the Rings 2? Two Towers. Oh. Right? Yeah, I do. I do like that movie. I was really into Lord of the Rings movies as a child. Oh. If we're kind of Dude, looping talk back about, to talk about an author who's been canceled. Talk about who? An author who's been canceled. Oh, yes. Tolkien has been canceled? <laughs> I feel like if you like Old English, you're canceled automatically. You know what I mean? Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Chaucer. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Pilgrimage to Canterbury. And what that, the fuck? That was actually Middle English. Could you, uh... No, I think... I don't think that's Sarah, right. Or, well, I know Sam can do it. Can you do the beginning of the Canterbury tale, Sam? I think it's so funny to hear. I can do can the you beginning. Do it? Can you do it? One that Abril is a sure suta. Nice. Right? <laughs> You can do it, it, Sam. You're the theater arts major. No, no, I don't want to do it. I'm put on the spot. I also, I don't think I really know it off the top of my head. Tom Hanks does a beautiful uh, reading of it that's on the internet. And and when the march has pierced to the water, and uh, from an April's breath as something, 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 from Engelon to Canterbury de Winder. You know, like like that. Yeah. Very cool. (laughs) My dad knew the whole thing. I was just watching the uh, gameplay footage from the next Assassin's Creed, and it takes place in uh, and it takes place in old England, <gasps> and you're a Viking. Nice. Bleep! Damn. I don't watch gameplay footage while we're doing the, the I'm podcast. I'm not watching it right now. I watched it right before that. the podcast. Assassin's Creed. Creed has become the kind of Shakespeare of video games where they're like, let's just take the same concept and let's just figure out a cool new world it could be What in. was curious about it, though, is it wasn't... There was, like, very little parkour, actually. Like, it's the game is not parkour-based. Because huh. they're, like, in these little tiny settlements, it's, like, a lot more combat-based. Yeah. But you could skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's reaching that part in the podcast where... I'm sweating. It's mm. hot as hell. I'm, I'm hot too. Does anyone? I'm yeah. hot too. Well, we're kind of at the end. I'm All going right. to stop. Raisin Man Arena.